Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. to go until Wimbledon kicks off and we will get you set with all the highlights of the last tune-up events of the grass court season here on TC Live. London calling continues a week to go as all the top players get set for the third Grand Slam of the year. Hey everybody, welcome inside our Tennis Channel studio far away from Eastbourne here in Santa Monica, California. Rob Simulcare here with Prakash Amritraj, Tennis Hall of Famer Tracy Austin. And guys, we had a chance to see Barbara Krachikova there a little bit. Yep. Haven't seen her on the court very much this year. Played one match at Roland Garros. Obviously, the wrist injury has kept her out. We saw a little bit from her there. She's going to have to come back tomorrow. But what did you see? Well, first, it was just lovely to see her back. You know, she's got such a warm personality. She loves playing singles, doubles, had success winning both the French in singles and doubles. I think that game translates well over the grass. She's very capable up at the net. She can do some damage here, but trying to avoid losing three matches in a row. Barely gotten any under her belt here. So first, just happy she's healthy, but uh, needs a little momentum. What do you think, Trace? Absolutely. Tracy, you know a little something about playing in Eastbourne, a beautiful place. You were successful there, two championships, two trophies there in your career back in the day. What, what, do, you, what do you remember about playing in Eastbourne? Yeah, really good memories from Eastbourne um, with the two titles at really good grass courts because there were a couple of tournaments played before Eastbourne where the ball didn't bounce quite as high. You got some awkward bounces, so really hard Good grass there. A beautiful, quaint seaside resort as well. Everybody loved to play there. The one thing that can kick up, it's probably the windiest tournament I've ever played. <laughs> Today was gorgeous with absolute sunshine, but it can get windy. But the players are all just looking for those extra reps right now with a week to go. It was getting dark. It was getting wet, so they suspended that. They'll be back tomorrow. But meanwhile, Tracy, lots of action already in the books from Eastbourne. We start with Allie Risk. She was 5-0 and in her career against Magna Lynette coming into this one. And Allie Risk plays so well on this surface. I think Risk in the forecourt would like to have about 40 weeks on the WTA Tour played on grass because her game is perfectly suited. She hits flat. She hits early. She likes to finish points off at the net. Got that first set tucked under her belt, 7-6. And this is when Magdalenette from Poland started being more aggressive, started finishing points off at the net herself. Had a little more velocity and depth on her ground strokes. So we go to the third set, and this is where Allison Risk got an early break, and she had had so many break point opportunities. It wasn't until her 10th that she finally was able to get across the finish line and get that break. This was a rare match where it was just so nip and tuck tight. They were holding serve at the beginning stages of the match, but in the third set went four games back-to-back where they were both broken. And then at the end, a magnificent shot and a magnificent tiebreak from Lynette. It's so gracious from Allie at the handshake. It's so a tough Lynette. match to win, or to lose, because Allie actually won more points. First ever win for her. Meanwhile, Prakash, Jarbeen Bogorutha, 2017 Wimbledon champ, still trying to find her game here this season. 
Well, listen, this is the surface for her to be able to do it. Grass fits her game so well. She's got such a great frame out there, and when she's imposing herself on her opponent, as she did there in that first set, pumping that forehand, getting into the net, really being aggressive, that's when she shines. Second set got a little bit tricky. She was up a break early, lost the break back, all of a sudden found her in a breaker. Frustration was brewing, but she managed to somehow squeeze her way into a fourth match point here, wasn't able to convert on the first few. Another example there of why she's so good on the grass. Just a really good athlete, is able to cover the net well, get back for that smash, but uh, a really good one for her to get through. And she, she had a bit of a moment there at the end. I think it could have gotten a little ugly and gotten to a third set. <laughs> that was one of the least happy reactions you'll ever see after winning a match from Garbina Muguruza. There you see uh, the matchups for tomorrow. Paolo Bedosa in action, a matchup of Americans with Davis and Keys, And then the big story tomorrow, we will see Serena Williams on a tennis court tomorrow, doubles with Anjabur Tracy. I, I know there's going to be so many people excited to see Serena just back out there on the grass again. It's doubles, but, you know, it doesn't matter. We're seeing Serena Williams. Yeah, book your spot for Tennis Channel on the couch because we all yes. want to see what form Serena is going to be in. I thought, think most of us, including most of the tennis players, are so surprised that she's announced that she's come back to play doubles in Eastbourne, just doubles there with Anshu Burr, which was quite an honor on talked about because actually Serena picked her, but to also get a wild card at Wimbledon. The last time we saw Serena was losing in the first round. She had to, you know, she had to retire mid-match mid with an injury. And uh, I haven't seen her on social media practicing much, so... We'll see how she's playing, see how she's feeling physically. We saw her practice with Tiafo, but today she didn't practice at all. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Muguruza just now and her, her, her form. You know, she, she's obviously got the ability to do so well on this surface. Had a great run last year through the WTA finals. What do you think she needs to find to click here to get into a run into the second week? Well, I think for a player uh, with Muguruza's caliber, it really comes down to between the ears. I mean, look, she, she strikes the ball so well on both sides, and she is one of the players who can really take the racket out of your hands. I remember when she played Venus at Wimbledon, as big as Venus was playing, she was the one who was able to dictate. She was the one who was able to force herself on. I don't know that there are that many players who can string that together over a course of seven matches. You have someone with the power of a Sabalenka, but then she has the serve issues, and someone just hasn't been able to put it all together. She, she has it all. If she's able to keep it right in between the ears, she's absolutely a threat. All right. Well, American men in action in this grass court swing as well. We start with Francis Tiafo taking on Alexandra Bublik, a guy who likes to play on the grass as well. Tiafo looking for a win to get some momentum going into Wimbledon. Yeah, this is a tricky matchup and certainly an enticing matchup. Both players so skilled and with so much talent. And it was Tiafo who got the first set under his belt. And this was the key point right here. Serving at 4-2 up in the tiebreak. Seemingly has all the control in the match. Misses that forehand. And then loses the next four consecutive points in the tiebreak as well. So the last five points. It was a crazy turn of events. He did his best to hang in here. But this is when Bublik really elevated his game. He's so athletic. He seemed a little irritated there. And he, he actually won the set. And obviously, Francis showing frustration because he was so close to the finish line didn't seem to have the mental toughness to hang in there in this third set that was for the double break there and it's rare to see a 6-0 set on grass and a tough loss for francis because he looked to be going to the winner's circle late stage of that second disappointing finish there for sure for the american 
Prakash. Meanwhile, another American in action, Jensen Brooksby, looking forward to his first ever Wimbledon next week. He's going to need to get used to the grass just a little bit. Tough opponent to play here. Jack Draper pulling out a little bit of a Pete Sampras running forehand there. Absolute bullet on the run. The kid is so comfortable here on the grass. Had a wonderful breakout at Queen's Club last year. And again, he's finding himself on the tour. In Madrid earlier this year, he went around and said, you know what? I really feel like I belong at this level. Played a pack match with Rublev there. Grass court season, he's been playing well. Took out Fritz in Queens just last week. And again, keeping up brilliant form here. Staying aggressive all the way through. And what I love, such a young kid, loves attacking the net. Feels very comfortable up there. And when you do that in today's game, you can really make some opponents feel really uncomfortable. Two and two, a really solid win over uh, over Jensen Brooksby. Very impressive performance there by the young Britain. Meanwhile, other scores. Maxime Cressy, a three and one mm. win over Riley Opelka. Hard to break Riley's serve that often, but he did it. Meanwhile, Seb Korda goes down in two sets to John Millman. Alex DeMenor wins in straights as well. And Brandon Nakashima, a straight set win as well. Tracy, of these young Americans next week at Wimbledon, who do you think on the men's side you're most looking forward to? Well, it's Tommy Paul has been having some good results. Maxime Cressy, 3-1 and one against Riley Opelka. How do you break the guy's serve <laughs> so much on grass? Unbelievable. It. And Max has Max Cressy has a perfect game for grass. Yes. He loves to serve and volley on any surface. He cannot wait to get inside that service line. Doesn't like to hang back, although it's improved so much. So I, I think he's going to be dangerous. Can't wait to see that. Well, they've got other grass court tournaments going on as well this week. They're in Mallorca. This is a 250 event for the men. You see Roberto Batista Aguda straight set winner. Ilya Ivashka also gets through Benjamin Bonzi as well. So a lot of tournaments happening around Europe this week, all on the grass. Only one of them is a 500. That is the women in Eastbourne. Well, speaking of Mallorca, Rafa Nadal getting some practice swings in on the grass down there. Of course, he made the announcement that he will be playing Wimbledon. That's the plan. His ankle, his uh, foot has apparently gotten to a place where he feels he can play. And so a lot of excitement around Rafael Nadal as you see him getting ready here for Kosh to make a run at Wimbledon for a potentially third Grand Slam of the year. This, this footage right here of Rafa, it's just something that puts a smile on everyone's face. The guy is such an inspiration. And look, we know even though he is still playing unbelievable tennis, 14th French Open, going for a Grand Slam this year at this age, absolutely mind-boggling, we still know, we don't know how many opportunities we're going to mm. get to be able to watch him on the court. So now I think every single time he steps on the court, it's a true event. Everyone really clamors to make sure we don't know. We should enjoy every single second we got. So very special that we're going to see him at Wimby. There was so much talk, Tracy, about would he play, would he not play. It's hard to resist. You've won two grand slams. Regardless of the foot, he, he had to find a way to get in there and give it a shot, and he's doing so. Well, it's amazing. He had this procedure, I guess, to numb the nerve. Because when you think about what he talked about after winning for the 14th time at the French, that's a crazy number. <laughs> but he was feeling nothing in his foot. So to run around and play the type of tennis that he was playing is just incredible. But he said that was not sustainable. It could, even though he's had the two majors under his belt and he's trying to look for the third in a row, trying to go for that calendar Grand Slam, at 36, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You kind of wonder how often can he continue to play if the foot continues to bother him. But he had, what, radio frequency ablation. Yes. And then he's out there within a few days practicing. So that's the good news. Going to, going to London, going to play a couple of matches at Hurlingham. Hopefully he gets to play. Let's add a little bit more good news. He has had this. Hopefully the grass is a little bit softer. 
on his foot. Maybe the points are a little bit shorter. But also, he's one of the guys who has a tremendous amount of experience on the stuff, which not a lot of other people have. He's a very underrated volleyer. He can serve and volley quite well. He uses that backhand slice well. So perhaps someone not everyone's thinking of as a favorite for Wimbledon, but who knows? Won the thing twice. Why not a third? He's done everything else impossible in this sport. I mean, how good is this? We got Rafa. We got Serena next week as well. This is going to be like old times at Wimbledon. <laughs> They're bringing out all the best. Speaking of Serena, when we come back a little bit later in the show, we're going to show you Serena on the practice courts in London getting ready to play some doubles with Anjabur. Plus, we'll take a look at the best shots and the title winners from a great week last week of grass court tennis. More TC Live coming at you. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Back on TC Live, and other than Iga Fiontech, who's having a better year than Anjabur? Last week, her second career title, including this hot shot against Alexandra Sastovich. Coming to expect it from Jabur. She is so speedy to get back into that second drop shot, and the tweener, she makes it look so easy. And you know what? She loves to get the crowd involved, and she loves to win the title as well. This right here, winning this title, I think puts her in the conversation as a possible winner. Her ranking up to a career high of three this week. Meanwhile, Hubert Hercotch, Prakash, another guy you got to be looking at at Wimbledon right now. He's got a dangerous game. 1,000%. And the man loves throwing himself around like Boris Becker in the 80s. Ooh. But I will say, even though he did win the point and this was sensational, my man made the volley and then decides to give it a little sauce, put a little sriracha chalula on it, and rolled on after he hit the volley. So I don't know if the dive was called for there, but it looked great. On you could put like a lifetime worth of sriracha in that trophy because that, that thing is <laughs> giant. Absolutely massive getting a workout there. And then you see a couple of the winners from last week. And you also, of course, saw Medvedev. Uh, he lost to Hercotch, but Matteo Berrettini, the Queen's Club champion, he got through Philippe Krajinovic. And it was also Beatrice Haddad Maya with a win in Birmingham last week. So four winners on four grass court events last week. And I will start this question with you, Tracy. Of the winners from last week, who do you think came out looking like the biggest threat for Wimbledon? Yeah, I've already talked about it on Shabur for me. She won a grass court title last year and made a huge breakthrough at Wimbledon by getting to the quarterfinals. Kind of announced herself as very comfortable on the surface with the backhand slice, the backhand drop shot that's very tough to read. She's got great hands, great feel around the net, and she's got a massive forehand. Um, her serve is very accurate, which is so helpful. We saw Barty win with an accurate serve last year. So I think just the fact that she's comfortable Comfortable on the surface, and she's coming in with a title. I, I think you've got to put her, as I said, as part of the conversation. Prakash, who you got? I, I think I got to go with the uh, the handsome Italian, the man decked <laughs> out in Hugo Boss over there. I think when he's on another surface, he's Hugo, but when he comes to the grass. He's the boss. I mean, two <laughs> titles in a row. He's pumped up after coming back from that wrist surgery. He's, he's just supremely confident. And he gave a comment after winning Queens as well, saying, you know what? This time, it's going to be different if I get to the final there. Last time, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what to expect. Now, I've been there. I'm going to be much more ready for it this time. 
talking as if he's he's going to be there on that Sunday. And I love that confidence. He's backing it up. So uh, he's he's my man. I'm not going to lie. Not hard to look at. Matteo Berrettini on the tennis court. Absolutely <laughs> a tremendous player. All right, of the other players, the ones who didn't win, Tracy, last week, who do you look at right now and say you like their momentum going into SW19? I'm going with Coco Goff. You know, I've been calling it for a few months that she was going to make a big breakthrough because I feel like this year, for the first time, her forehand is starting to shore up. It's accountable. It's reliable. Oftentimes, top players could really break that side down of Coco's. Her serve has become more reliable. She's just got more weapons. And, of course, after getting now to the finals of Roland Garros, the girl's got so much confidence. So it was great to see her back it up on grass. We know she can play well on this surface. So look out for Coco. And a high school graduate, too, yes. while during that French Open run, which is beautiful to watch. I am going to go with the mercurial Nick Kyrgios. Mm. I mean, now, my man was playing some spectacular tennis over the last couple of weeks, a couple of semis, and he's just one of those guys you just don't want to play in the draw. The big question mark for Nick is not going to be his talent. We know the ta- tennis he's capable of. He's beaten Rafa Nadal on center court at Wimbledon. It's a very special place for him, and he's always said, listen, points or no points, Wimbledon's Wimbledon. So he still has that special feeling for it. I think he's going to bring out his best tennis. The big question is, Number one, three out of five sets. Number two, a two-week period and seven matches. Can you sustain that? The emotions, you know, there's so much you have to weather for a two-week period. You know better than anyone else, Tracy. So can Nick do that? If he can, I think he's got a shot to actually take this title. Ooh, like that. I think a lot of people feel the same way. Always fun to see him when he's into it. And he's been into it lately. All right, Tracy, this week, the week before Grand Slam, four tournaments going on. Players looking right now, if they're playing, right, they're looking for something. They're trying to find something to get on form for Wimbledon. Who do you look at of the players playing this week who really needs to figure something out? Well, someone like a Bedosa, who's the number one seed in Eastbourne, a Madison Keys. She has not played a grass court tournament after the French Open, so she's going to need to get some wins. She's had success at, at Wimbledon before. Even Krychikova, the match that had to stop now, this is her first tournament. So because the season is so short, you'll see a lot. We have five of the top ten in Eastbourne because the players are just looking for more reps. It's such a unnatural sur- like natural surface, but therefore it's an <laughs> unnatural surface for players to play on. Uh, they just want to become more comfortable. I think there are players who can pick up some sneaky points because a lot of players are just prepping for Wimbledon. But a guy like Bublik, who has done well in Newport, had a nice win over Tiafo today. I think he can be ugly to play on the grass. He's on the same side as Sinner, who's not quite comfortable on that surface. So I think he can do some damage. But I think it's very important long term, as you're talking mm-hmm. about, Tracy, for a guy like Steph. Stitsipas, he, he's just not as comfortable on grass, which is very odd because he's got such a classic game. He's got that beautiful one-hander, mixes up the slice well, so capable at the net, and serves and volleys well separately, not quite putting both those together mm-hmm. as naturally. So I think for a guy like him to just find that little bit where it sort of clicks into being natural, like when Sampras finally found that, he shortened up his backswing on the mm-hmm. return, all of a sudden he's like, oh, wow, I'm made for this stuff. I think Steph just needs a couple of adjustments there, and uh, this is the perfect kind of week to try to find those things. All right, guys, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to check in on Serena Williams. The quest for 24 continuing. She's on the practice courts. We will show you what she's up to when we come back. Wimbledon. Right around the corner, almost here, you can turn into Tennis Channel for two weeks of Grand Slam action on the historic grass courts of the All England Club. Extensive daily coverage from London beginning next Monday at 4.30 p.m. 
Eastern time. We cannot wait. Meanwhile, a tune-up event in Bad Homburg, Germany. American Claire Liu in action against Julie Niemeyer. Claire Liu in the forecourt. And this actually surprises me, and particularly the score. Because Claire Liu, she can play on this surface. She's won junior Wimbledon. She actually almost beat Kerber the year that Kerber won the title at Wimbledon. But Claire Liu has really had a, a good year. She's moving on up in the rankings. There you see other scores from the round of 32. Kerber and Gasanova will have to finish tomorrow. And Tatiana Maria, mother of two, with a three-set win. I, I love seeing that. She had to fight hard for that one after giving up that second set. But you see so many mothers out there having so much success, and it's just brilliant to see. Why can't you absolutely have both and I inspirational stuff out there? All right. Let's check in now on the social net. And... An interesting story to start with, of course, Russian and Belarusian players not allowed to play Wimbledon next week. But this player, Natella Zlatomidze, just switched her citizenship in time to play. She's now a Georgian citizen, formerly a Russian citizen. So Tracy, a quick diplomatic move there, and she's able to play doubles at Wimbledon. Very quick, because I guess it was April when it was decided that the Russians and the Belarusians weren't able to play at Wimbledon. Doubles player, but she wants to play Wimbledon, so she did what she had to do. It would be interesting to find out how long uh, ago she was able to actually start this process, because I know through the ITF you actually have to petition there might be a hearing that goes along with it. So maybe she just had the foresight in addition to having one of the best first names out there. Nutella? I mean, come <laughs> on. That's unbelievable. I like that on my strawberry uh, sundaes or something. It's very good. <laughs> Meanwhile, how good is this to see Serena Williams? We're going to have her in action again live on Tennis Channel. Noon Eastern playing doubles with Anjabur on the practice court with... Francis Tiafo, how, how beautiful is this scene and how great is it, Tracy, to see her out there? It really is great to see Serena. I think she surprised us all by saying that she was going to play doubles at Eastbourne and take the wild card at Wimbledon. Now, what is a little concerning, I mentioned it before, is that she decided not to practice today after practicing with Francis yesterday. She's 40 years old, and we know that if you haven't played a lot, sometimes your body can get sore. So tomorrow, we're all going to be tuned in to see how Serena's playing, how she's serving, how she's moving, because that's so important on grass. And the last thing is Friday is when they're going to make the draw. You think all that 127 players, <laughs> they're going to be frantic and nervous. Oh, please don't put Serena near me. The good news is Serena Williams is not stepping out of her extremely busy life with all the different things she's going on unless she thinks she can win whatever tournament she's playing. So the fact that she is in Wimbledon at least is a sign to me that she believes she can win it. And I love her coming and playing doubles here just to get a little bit of a feel, a few of those pressure reps in. And, uh, and also separately, a beautiful moment for Francis there. I know Francis and countless other uh, men and women look up to Serena so much. So to get to be able to be a little intimate with her on the court, very cool. Meanwhile, guys, some news here from Tim Henman, of course, the Wimbledon uh, former great there and British player, comes out and announces that after some of the issues with the slipping that we saw on the grass last year, they're going to allow practice early, Tracy, so that it'll be a little bit more worn in going into the first round. And I think they're talking about legitimate pros playing out there where they're going to stomp that grass down and get some of that moisture out before they would have maybe four ladies, elderly ladies playing kind of not really doing that much out on the court just to test it. But uh, I think that's that's smart because when you get back further behind the baseline or outside the alleys, it really can get quite moist and slippery. All right, and some more news for ahead of Wimbledon. Sebastian Corda announced he will not play. He's withdrawing due to shin splints. He lost today and announced that he's not going to be able to play. So uh, disappointing news there for Seb Corda.
really tough because I think Seb is one of those young Americans whose game translates so well to the grass. Had a, had a nice run last year, made the round of 16, lost a tough five-setter to Hachinov. So uh, it, it's a tough one for him to miss, but... I, I'm not sure uh, how bad the splints are. I, I think not having any points here at Wimbledon, perhaps playing into it a little bit, and uh, get ready for a big U.S. summer hardcore season where you know he thrives. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with our hot shot of the day. TC Live in a minute. Hot shot of the day, and it comes from the grass courts. Francis Tiafo, Alexandra Bublik. Yeah, you knew one of these guys was going to come up with the hot shot of the day. It could have been either. And down at the feet from Tiafo, with the good feel, just stops the racket head at impact. Get this beautiful half ball. Nice touch. Nonchalant there, right? Praise gave a little extra swag on that. Looked great. Didn't end well for Francis, however, later in the day. Meanwhile, a big day of action starting at 6 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. It ends with Serena Williams and Anjabur, but a lot of good matches before that, including Tommy Paul at Eastbourne. Prakash. Absolutely. Taking on one of the flying Sarundalo brothers. Look, I think grass is a great surface for Tommy. He feels very comfortable up at the net. He likes using the slice, not just on the backhand, but got good feel on that forehand side, too. I'm thinking the more confident he gets, could be a great season for him in his career. And meanwhile, Tracy Madison Keys getting her grass court season going against fellow American Warren Davis. What do you look for for Madison Keys on the grass courts? Well, I think you just want to get more comfortable with the movement on the surface because that's so tricky. You want to get comfortable with your mindset. Madison has that first strike capability, and that's what you need on this surface. So she needs to be serving well. She, I think she's very fit. She's had some great results this year getting the semis of the Australian Open. She can always be dangerous with that big serve. It's going to be tough to break. So I'm glad that she's playing this tournament and getting some reps. Simona Halep, she's a former champion at Wimbledon. So she looks like she's playing very solid tennis also. I think between those two, uh, I'm really going to keep my eyes on Madison. Mm. She's someone who I've always felt in her career has underperformed, especially at Wimbledon. The movement is a little bit different over there, but I think it's just staying a little bit lower, getting used to those short, short steps. And again, just such a big hitter of the ball. Uh, it reminds you in so many ways of Lindsay and how well Lindsay was able to play on the grass. But she just got so comfortable with her movement there and let the court work for her. We'd love to see Madison do the same. All right, well, I'll be setting my clock for tomorrow at noon Eastern time to see Serena Williams back in action, but it all starts at 6 a.m. Eastern as London Calling continues the last week of grass court tune-ups before Wimbledon kicks off next Monday. Back with more TC Live tomorrow. Have a great Tennis Monday.